Joe Batanz here with you on the drive either to home or to work. Can't tell you which one it is, but I can tell you this. You're here for the very inaugural episode of The Deep Dive or Relaska Thoughts, whatever you want to call it. But it's a brand new show we're going to be doing right here on Patreon, especially for Patreon members. Now, there is some bad news with this. I talked about this a little bit on the show. I think this is going to be a $2 feature. You're going to up to a $2 feature. Now, I will say, you know, you're getting it today, you know, everyone's getting it today, but I think for future for future people, it's going to be a $2 feature. You want to listen to Relaska Thoughts? You're going to up it a dollar to $2 a month. And then I promise, and that's it. It's, it's any, there's no, be no there, won't, there won't be a $3, there won't be a $4. This is what the levels are right now. $1, you get the rumor mill and everything else, right? Then $2, you're going to get Rulaska Thoughts, and there's possibly another show coming out. We're trying it out this week, uh, and everybody will get a taste of that one, too, okay? I, I don't want to say too much about that one. Then, after that, $5, you get All Stars 1, $10, you get uh, everything plus uh, Season 6, okay? That's going to be the plan, and then, so, and any sort of, like, Ultra, not ultra premium, but premium content will be the $2 level, okay? That's how it's going to be. So, anyway, uh, welcome to Rulaska Thoughts. This is where I'm going to do a deep dive into the episode. Here's what happens. is, And this is actually a, a great thing for everybody on the main show. And the main show is the one that you download on iTunes. When we say main show, we're talking about the show you download on iTunes that comes out Thursday nights. And that's the thing. One of the things that was really important to me and Taylor for season uh, 10, but also All-Stars 3, is now that they're showing the um, episodes on Thursday nights, it makes things difficult for recap shows. Because here's the option you're left with if you do a recap podcast. If you wait until Friday, well, then you're giving up one of your weekend nights. And for what? People don't really, I mean, there are a lot of people who listen on the weekend, but it's it's really, people really listen to their podcast to and from work, and that happens Monday through Friday, okay? The bulk of people. So if you're doing a podcast, you're not going to record that until Sunday or sometime in the weekend. It's, it's a whole thing. And then by that point, the week's halfway over, and we're almost to a new episode. So Taylor and I made a decision, you know what? It's going to be difficult, but what we're going to do is we're going to really try and do it the night of it. You know, we did it for the first, we were going to try it on the premiere episode, my computer broke. Then for last week, we did it for the first time and it worked out really well. He and I watch it. I watch the East Coast feed. He watches the East Coast feed because he's on the East Coast. And then I'm furiously taking notes as the show's going on and I write the script as the show is happening. Okay, during the commercial breaks, generally, I'll write the script. So by the time the episode is over, I have a complete script. It's a whole bit. No, no one cares about this part. Okay, but there's technical stuff. But we get the show out that night. Here's what's important. It's during that weekend that I'm talking about that 
all the Reddit because the- these Redditors, they're so amazing. What they do is they analyze every frame of that goddamn show, RuPaul's Drag Race, and they come up with theories, and they put, you know, they notice inconsistencies, and this happened, and this person said this, and that person said that, and in season three, this person said this, and that ties into this, but that comes with distance from the show. You get peak uh, analysis of the show usually by Saturday or Sunday where they've really analyzed it to death and by Monday that's when the memes start so the point of this show is to revisit the episode now that there's been time to uh, read everything on Reddit see what everyone's talking about and then for me to absorb the show as well did I even say my name is Joe Batanz by the way my name is Joe Batanz I'm, I'm from a show called RuPaul's Drag Race Recap anyway here's the funny thing is on Monday I actually recorded or started to record an episode of Rulaska Thoughts and I got a phone call in the middle of it it was an important phone call and so I had to end it and then I never went back to it so today is Wednesday I figured you know what let's get this episode out let's do this episode of Rulaska Thoughts let's do a deep dive into everything um episode two of All Stars 3 and let's go from there. Now, here's the deal. Uh, for those of you who are listening and, and watching it live, that might not be a big deal. This, this is probably going to be a bigger deal for people who uh, are future Patreon supporters that they get access to this show uh, later. You know, because then when they go back and they go on Patreon, this is a service we can offer. Like, oh, we have the deep dives. We have the rumor mills. We have this. So, uh, so here we go. Let's actually start talking about this. One of the big topics that I wanted to talk about, and everyone's been talking about it, is the rigamorous that happened with this show. They clearly had it out for Thorgy Thor. They wanted her gone. I've said this, and I've gone down this deep dive in conspiracy theories before, but I've done it in terms of um, uh, All Stars 2. This came up a lot between me and Daniel, which is my theory is... Then this is not a theory, this is the way reality shows work, is they have a rough storyline about how things are going to go. Remember, this is a talent show. It's not a challenge. So not, not a contest. So for instance, Survivor and Amazing Race have to be very fair and make sure everything's fair for everybody. RuPaul's Drag Race does not have to follow those rules. Okay, let's get that clear. So they can come up with a storyline where this person goes home on this day, and this person goes... Now, by the way, it's not that they're setting out intentionally to fuck them over. They're just sort of guessing this is how it's going to go based on how this person has performed in the past. Does that make sense? Or how they guess. I mean, they know these queens in and out. They know them better than any of us. They've worked with them. They know them in confessionals. They know them on a personal level. They know what they're capable of. And they have a good idea how everybody's going to do. Okay. Ultimately, though, obviously things can change. But I think for the most part, things stick to the storyline and, and, and shows are set up to favor certain queens and to uh, punish certain queens. And I think it was an episode that was set up. They wanted Thorgy to go home episode two. They saw her as a filler queen and it was set up for her to fail. Okay. So uh, let's talk about it. So here's what happens in the show. Everyone knows this is RuPaul announces they're doing VH1 Divas Live and their queens are going to be portraying certain divas. All right. And but here's the thing. The queens were assigned these characters. They were pre-assigned. The queens knew who they were doing. They brought costumes to play that character. They were completely aware of what was going on. Then the production team wrote a musical around those characters singing RuPaul songs and wrote funny bits for them. Okay? 
anyone who's seen this knows that Ben as Julie Andrews and Shangela as Mariah Carey got the plum rolls. They got the black china rolls. Okay, that's a reference to the Kardashian musical from last year. They got those rolls uh, in, um, in the show. Okay, let's just make that clear. What's funny is right after RuPaul gives them the challenge and they go to the workroom, they're reading the script. They're getting to see for the first time and they're getting to listen to their songs. And for the first time, they're getting to see the script. And Ben says, now remember, Ben is Julie Andrews. The one who got the most plum rolls were Ben and Shangela as Mariah Carey. Ben is Julie Andrews, Shangela is Mariah Carey. Listen to this. All of these sections really give us a huge chance to shine. Yeah, like, yes. the, the cards aren't stacked by what we have been given. Yes, they were. What are you talking about? They were completely 100% stacked. You think it's fair because your role is perfect. Shangela thinks it's fair because her role is fantastic. But if you look at it across the board, a lot of them really didn't have much to do. I mean, Thorgy isn't the only one that was fucked over. But... She didn't have the plum role that um, Shangela and Ben got, you know? Um, and also, hers was probably the toughest to pull off, um, as we'll see. And Thorgy's the first one to point it out. Let's listen to this quote. I'm lucky that I have less lyrics. However, I think mine was less funny. It's really not fair. There is no way, because I'm Stevie, I'm ever going to win this. And I come right after you, and you literally are set up to just win. Oh, just no, face my, girl. Let me tell you, no. Let right. me tell you, though. If you're going to argue that, you're crazy. I could take Amy Winehouse. Oh, I know. Girl, girl you are brilliant. All funny. I'm trying not to be like a conspiracy theorist. It's because that's what I was in season eight. It's just hard because I feel like I'm being set up to fail. Now, I want to point something out here. Something I notice is Thorgy says to uh, Shangela, you're th- set up to win. And Shangela's like, no, listen to her response. You take Amy Winehouse. Oh, I know. Girl, Girl, you are brilliant. Make them all funny. That's not, the re- that's, not a, that's not the correct response. Thorgy wasn't claiming that Shangela, could, that Shangela couldn't do the other roles and they made it easier for her. She's saying that the script, it's, and everyone would agree. I would agree. Shangela is right. She could have done Amy Winehouse. She could have done a lot of those characters and crushed it. Shangela is very talented. But the role of Mariah Carey was written specifically as the funniest role. Okay? And Shangela got the funniest role. And that's what Thorgy was saying was the script seems set up. Thorgy has given nothing funny to do. And she has to make something out of that. And Shangela is given so much to work with and doesn't have to do as much. She's right. Thorgy is completely 100% right here. And I want to make it clear. I am not the biggest Thorgy Thor fan. I never have, but don't like her aesthetic. But she is being fucked over. Hardcore. Now let's talk about the rehearsal. We're at rehearsal. And actually, I want to talk about, we're going to make a little bit of a, a sidestep here. The first person that Todrick Hall works with, he's the choreographer, in the rehearsal on TV that we see is Kennedy Davenport. Kennedy Davenport is a very good dancer, and uh, Todrick's shown up with very complicated choreography for Kennedy Davenport. He's teaching Kennedy Davenport this choreography. Kennedy even says, look, 
I am a dancer, but I'm not a trained dancer. I do more freestyle. So this is taking me a little harder to learn. It took me longer to learn. Okay. Look at this exchange. Listen to this exchange. Two, three, four. Kennedy, where are you at? I got lost. Is this going to be too complicated? I mean, I can get it, but I'm having trouble right now. Are you telling me you're giving up already? No, she's not saying that. She's saying, I'm having trouble picking up the steps. Give me a second. And, and Tondra, he's so fucking extra in this episode. He is so fucking annoying and extra in this episode. He's he's ugh. he's so clearly like, I'm going to be the... Lucian was like this towards the end, too, where they're like trying to set things up for the producers. Don't set shit up for the producers. Just do your fucking job. You know what? You're saying Kennedy can't do your job. You didn't show up with fucking goddamn choreography for anybody. You can't, don't even... Oh, let's finish the rest of this clip. Well, don't ask me. I'm going to give you my honest I want you to answer. say, yes, I can get it. I can get it. Okay. I'm right now, it's not registered. Okay. Kennedy never said she couldn't get it. She said, I need time to pick it up. Like, professional dancers sometimes need to go like, okay, wait, what's going on? You know? It's not like you. they teach you the steps and then all of a sudden you're like, boom, boom, chicka, boom, boom. You know? And, and obviously, professional dancers can pick it up and remember it much faster because they're professional dancers lightning fast but kennedy who said none of them are professional dancers the same way you know also it it seems very likely that todrick is making it up as he goes now he it's easier for him to come up to with choreography for like uh janet and uh, uh ben as julie andrews and mariah and the, the dancery ones you know but Tondra Hall, you're fucking annoying. God, and he's just like coming. I'm like, he's trying to give them clips. He's like, let the producers do their job. And then what happens is, to, like I just said, he shows up with choreography, I think, for Janet, for Patty, for Mariah, for Julie Andrews. And then it's Thorgy's turn. Thorgy's second action in the rehearsal list. It's Thorgy's turn. And this is what Tondrick says to her. I am not going to give you that much choreography. We're going to collaborate. So I want to know... We're going to collaborate. Yeah, you didn't come up with anything. That's what it means. Eat, look, one of two things happened. You were lazy and didn't come up with anything, and you're showing up and winging it. Or you realize it's hard to do Stevie Nicks, and it's hard to come up with choreography for Stevie Nicks. And even you, the choreographer, are having trouble. It is a harder role. Let's continue. Are there any things that you specifically want to do or that you had in mind to do? That's not fucking Thorgy's job to come up with shit for you, you fucking choreographer. That's not Thorgy's job. That's your job. That's what you're paid to do. Now you're you're coming down on Thorgy for not having your job ready for you. Sure. Give me one thing. Do you like when you're? Oh, this is mean. Okay, so the girls have the music in their ear that they're listening because they don't want to play it to the because they mess up the sound with the rehearsal. So they're listening to it in their ear. And she's singing along to it. The other queens do this, too. We saw Chi Chi doing this, too. I'm sure they all did it. They're singing along because they're working out the steps. And they're doing this to show Thorgy as silly. Okay? They portray Thorgy as silly. But everybody was doing this. Fuck them. Oh, and I said. Okay. Um, so when it gets to the chorus, can you, like, lean this way? A little bit. She's not a very like active, acrobatic, you know, person. Yeah, I just want to see. She's so strong. It's usually a wind machine underneath her or something. But yeah, we gave our wind machine to Beyonce, so we're not gonna have that today. But we will pretend that the wind machine is here. 
Okay, listen, asshole. One, you don't have to be sarcastic. You don't have to be smarmy. She asked for a wind machine. She's asking for something to give character to her, to her, you know, Stevie Nicks. But here's the deal. Here's the best part. Here's the funny thing. He's acting like, oh, you're asking for shit. Then, like, 20 minutes later, Shangela comes out on the fucking runway in a goddamn giant plastic ball. Okay, two things. Obviously elaborate. That she had to get to the production. Two, how do you think they inflated that plastic ball? With some type of wind machine, right? Not only that, on television productions, those giant wind machines are common because they're not just used for wind. They're used because those places get really hot. And they use to like cool the 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 studio down or they, they're like they're like big industrial fans. They have them there. They were they. Th- th- that's not a hard thing to get. They're at a, a soundstage, okay, on a lot. So even if they didn't have them in that, which sounds unlikely, but even if they didn't have them there, very easy to get on a soundstage. Very easy to get. That is fucking rude. Acting like she's a fucking diva, and that she's a bitch. Meanwhile, they had to use some sort of wind device or air device to put that air in the balloon for Shangela to walk out on the runway later in the show so go fuck yourself todrick what an asshole all right next again going back with todrick and the assholeness and this actually ties into the next topic todrick's not putting thorgy in the background for any of the roles puts milken eight times puts milken eight fucking times you know but doesn't put thorgy what are you gonna hear right now Okay. Chi Chi And we're gonna also have Dolly Parton and Celine Dion in this part. Okay. Todrick is randomly choosing divas to be part of other divas' solo numbers. And I noticed that he wasn't choosing me. And BB should be in this. So I was like, this is my chance to stand out. Shangela should be in this, and Kennedy should be in it. Todrick? Yes. I haven't been part of anything. I feel like I'm the only one who hasn't done anything. Come. I will seize the day in order to kick everyone's ass and win. Thank you. I, I love that. Girl. No, he doesn't. He doesn't love it. This is full on, um, I wouldn't just say white privilege. There is an element of white privilege here, but it's, he's putting the black girls in all the roles, right? Which, that's fine, okay? People of color are often underrepresented, so I don't have a problem with it being overrepresented. But but share the love. Okay, I could see it then. But putting milk, because milk is fucking tall and hot in all the other um, dance numbers, but not putting Thorgy? Fuck you, Todrick Hall. What a fucking piece of shit he is. Now let's go to milk, actually. Speaking of white privilege, oh my God. The white privilege is just being shot all over the workroom. And now it, this... I've had conversations with people about this. Yes, Milk is being an asshole. Some people disagree with me whether it's a white privilege thing. I, I think it's white because I, I, I think it's indicative. I was talking to my cousin about this, who's much more articulate in 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 in, in this shit than I am. But the one of the points he made was the tantrum that Milk throws is completely one hundred percent white privilege. In that, a lot of one of the elements you see with uh, white men and is this especially handsome, young, very privileged white men, is 
they want awards for mediocrity because they're constantly praised for mediocrity. So when they're not constantly praised, it bothers them. But not only that, he saw what Milk saw later. Well, let's listen to the clips first. So the first clip actually is Milk uh, in the workroom after the previous challenge and Chi-Chi, no, I think it's actually the next day, but Chi-Chi calls out Milk for his talent show. I just felt like it really wasn't much talent there besides that it was your original song. Oh, God. My performance was killer. And the original song is going to become a bigger hit than Supermodel. I thought I had a wonderful mix of, of talents in there. Milk, your talent can't be Velcro. I would have loved to come on and skate for all y'all, but ice is hard to come by. (laughs) Guys, is there anyone who thinks Milk's variety show performance was great or that the song was great? It was horrible. The song was horrible. His performance was horrible. Anyone could have done that. I could have done it. I have no talent. I could have gone on there in a fucking, you know, nude bodysuit and just put used velcro to put paper doll dresses on me or something i don't know it was not good and the fact that he thought it was a killer and great it like again i hear that he does this in his act and maybe when you're doing your drag queen act it's a really cute act but it's not a talent or anything particularly special you should get an award for in a variety show so no next here's milk talking about how he's going to perform very well as celine dion I love my part. Okay. When it comes to impersonating Celine, I am feeling good. These other girls will have a tough act to follow. What are you wearing? I'm wearing her Met Gala outfit from this past year, which is like a silver leotard with like a Versace dress. Do you think everybody's going to recognize that? Like, I don't know how iconic that was because I didn't. I I can't think of anything she wears except that backwards suit. The reason I wanted to choose the Met Gala thing was because this year her fashion star is on the rise. Girl, nobody knows a Celine Warder than that gala. That's such a weird choice. A really weird choice. I did this one event where I performed Celine in front of... Oh, you've done Celine before? Yeah, in front of the guy that was the event planner for her wedding. So as soon as he saw me performing, he's like, oh my God, that is the best Celine. He is so fucking proud. Look, did you hear that? That Celine Dion's uh, event planner for her wedding thought he was doing the best and he's so proud of he wears like a real badge of honor like he's so stoked on himself that he's doing the best celine and i was like girl you need to get over yourself but then this is the moment that everyone's talking about we're gonna show we're gonna play the moment right off stage after he's not in the top three and then also backstage during the deliberations this is yes you seemed like you really thought you were gonna be the top i was in character the entire time and to be standing on that stage and not not be commended for it i think that's a lot of emotion for safe it's stupid Girl, do you want Celine to come over here and sing you a song? (laughs) Girl. I was in eight of the ten numbers, and I did the goddamn thing. When I know I did a really great job, 
Call me selfish, but I want I want to hear it. I was so excited to get up there and hear what they thought of my performance and what they thought of my redemption look. Because in season six, all they wanted to see was glamour. I feel like you've been giving a lot of glamour. I, I can assume that that's what they think, but I want them to congratulate me. What the fuck is wrong with this milk? First of all, it's so narcissistic to not realize there are eight other queens on the stage with you. Okay? One. So they, and only three of them were in the top. So that means there are total six queens who weren't on top, five other ones beside yourself who weren't in the top, some of them actually in the bottom. And you're bitching and moaning. And because, and there's no, I have not met. Look, I have met people who defend Milk, but all they defend is that he should have been safe. Because most people think he should have been in the bottom instead of Chi-Chi. Because Chi-Chi did well as Patti LaBelle, okay? That's the only, so it's, the, the, the debate is between should he have, or should he have not have been in the bottom? Even his defenders feel he was safe. I have not heard anyone or read anyone on Reddit make the case that Milk should have been in the top three Hands down. In fact, if anything, Aja should have been in the top three. BB should not have been in the top three. It should have been Aja, Ben, and Shangela. Aja was robbed of being in the top three. I could even make the argument she could have... I don't know, get tricky with top two. Okay, so... But you could, I could make the argument, and I could be swayed if someone convinced me. But for Milk to be acting like that, and, and, and for him to act like, oh my god, I deserve it, that is fucking... That's the thing. It, it, it may, I don't have the words to articulate it the well, as well as I wish I could. But I'm telling you, for people who are n- white and don't understand this white privilege thing, that is, to people of color, that is like the poster definition of just white privilege. Of, you know, hitting a single and acting like you hit a triple in baseball. You know? Oh, no, wait, what's the, what's the phrase? Born on third and acting like you hit a triple. There you go. Born on third base, acting like you hit a triple. That is what Milk embodies. That just because he was competent, maybe, in the, in the challenge, that he feels he should have been in the top three, and he's fucking crying like a little fucking baby, you know, and... And meanwhile, there are two girls who are trying to fight for their lives, uh, you know, bartering and begging and and bitching with uh, Shangela and Ben in the back. He's like, I wasn't in the top three and I'm crying. What a fucking asshole. So those were my big take. Oh, by the way, I didn't pull these clips. Those those are my big takeaways from the episode. The other deep dives you guys should know about are that... um, and you can find it on our Facebook page. If you go on Facebook, I've been trying to post more Reddit stuff on our Facebook page. So uh, follow us on Facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap if you don't follow us already. And pretty much once or twice a day, I post um, memes and funny things about RuPaul's Drag Race that I see on Reddit. But someone had posted, so I don't even want to take credit for you. You should go see it on Facebook. The end song, the closing song for uh, VH1 Divas Live is the exact song for the end of the Kardashian number. Exact song. So uh, go check that out and you'll see. I mean, it's literally the exact song with uh, the same everything. Just please go on our Facebook uh, Facebook page and look for that post. Um, 
Any other big takeaways from that show that we found out later? You know, so I have to pull, you know, on the fly. And this has been my big regret. I'm usually pretty good at this, but not this season because we're doing it so fast. I have to pull the funny quote that I say for the intro at, for Taylor. And two times in a row, I've missed some really good quotes. And I really wish I would have gotten the, oh, Jesus, gross for Taylor. Maybe, you know what I'll do? Maybe I'll start with this episode. Maybe we'll do the previous episode when we do the intro. So we'll do the pre the funniest quote from the previous intro uh, episode for the intro. That makes my life easier and makes the quotes better. Uh, okay, so that will wrap up, you know, the very first edition of Rulaska Thoughts. Um, like I said, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to try and do this every week. I know this one came in late, but uh, sorry. I don't know why. Like you know what? I just do. I hope you get emotional over it. My name is, my name is Joe Batanz. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. We love you. See you tomorrow, Thursday. Have a good show.